was a guy named Tim Horton who was inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame from Canada. Is that what Tim yeah. Hortons is named after? It's is a hockey be, player? Hopefully. I mean, that sounds yeah, awesome. I, no, my, my, like vision it, my vision of it is the dude started Tim Hortons, and it was so fucking awesome in Canada <laughs> that they, that they maybe inducted he's a builder. him into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Wow. Go Tim Hortons. <laughs> he, he might not have been a hockey player, but he made some good fucking donuts. I- Welcome back to the best fucking CBJ podcast around with your hosts, Marty on the mic, Frank, and Mr. Locon. Now, let's turn it over to the boys for the latest episode of the Man in the Cannon podcast. Welcome, Welcome to the Man in the Cannon <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a little bit. Sorry, How do we do this? Mar- yeah. Marty on the mic. It's your lead. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to the Man in the Cannon podcast. I'm your host, Marty on the mic. The boys are in Canada, but these boys are in the banjo room. Oh, oh we got the official whoa. name of the room. <laughs> Finally. We didn't really decide on it, but it has just like, it happened There is right a banjo now. behind you. Well, it's my banjo, bro. Yeah. It's the I, room. I your banjo is in. I, I borrowed it from one of my buddies and uh, well, one of my buddies' dads, and I said I was going to learn to play it, and then I give it back to him, and I've never learned to play it, so I still <laughs> have it. Uh, but I got to give it back to him. Anyway, we got an excellent show lined up for you folks today. Let me tell you what. It has been a little bit. We're sorry for the break, but we're back, baby, and we're ready to talk CBJ hockey. Uh, we're going to talk about the tank the tank is alive and well. The tank uh, is alive. We're going to talk about the matchup tonight against the Oilers and how you should consider betting every cent of money that you have on Connor McDavid scoring a goal. I'm not quite sure what the odds are, Frank, on this, but we can maybe you know put together do some a research. Bet. Yeah, we'll talk about some goaltending. We got some players listed here. Let's jump right into it, boys. The tank is alive and well. We are in first place. We did it in the lead. <laughs> yeah, for drafting well having the best odds, odds. to draft connor bedard uh which you know because it is a lottery you got to win the lottery to dra- get the first overall pick but at the moment as it stands um you know we're in completely last place right behind anaheim and chicago so as yeah. far as i'm concerned it's the best it's it's a good yeah. thing people yeah. like it's you can't you can't sit here and be like yeah i wish we were like you know winning more games yeah that'd be great but we'd be Maybe we'd be up in you know eighth or ninth place if, if we were winning even remotely a handful of these games. So if we're going to suck, we might as well just suck so bad that we get the chance to draft one of the best prospects that's come to you know come to the league in a long time. So yeah, I mean I, I have no argu- arguments there, right? I mean, you look at the standings we as it stands today, I mean, we're 25 points out from a wild card spot. To your point, why be 15 points out of the wild card spot? Right. I mean, we talked about this. I know it's been a while since we've been back, but if we're going to suck, we might as suck. We might as well suck real good, right? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> suck I, it real good. I've uh-huh. had some funny conversations recently with between a Blue Jackets about fan. About sucking or about? Well, who's ass sucking? Oh. <laughs> no, about being a real Blue Jackets fan and wanting to see the Blue Jackets do good. And there's confusion from the latter part of. Are you a Blue Jackets fan if you're rooting for them to lose? And I want to argue that those are the true Blue Jackets Absolutely. fans. Absolutely. Right? I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> we have to lose so we can be good. 
That's how professional sports works. Right. You know, it's not you have to be able to draft well and you have to be able to get a good player. That's exactly right. And I think I'm so I'm speaking to all the other Blue Jackets fans that aren't like diehard fans. If we're booing or going against the Blue Jackets, it's because we love them. (laughs) Right. It's confusing as shit, but it makes sense. Trust us. But I do want to point out, luckily this year, uh, you know, I've been rooting for them every night and they still lose. So I don't think it. And there's some nights. So here's the thing. Like there's some nights where you go and you actually enjoy yourself, you know. Marchenko had a hat trick a few weeks ago. That was, awesome. that was fun. You know, mm-hmm. it was fun. Uh, we we beat uh, we won the game the other night at home, sold out crowd. Yes, San Jose. Yeah, the San Jose down game. three nothing. Down three nothing. Come back, get a W. Building was electric that night. You know, so there's there's certain things that are popping up here and there that maybe keep me locked to the team and not completely wanting to blow my head off. But <laughs> you yes. know. We got it. It's you, still hockey. Order. Still hockey. Yeah, Fun to go to the games. Gotta, the ideal is the boys put on a show and then we lose, so we can <laughs> we can make our team better for Losing next year. Losing in style. <laughs> there we go. Okay, that should so be the tagline under Man in the Ca- Man in the Cannon Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we are constantly losing in style. Hey, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so okay, the consensus number one overall pick is Connor Bedard, right? It's. It's pretty much set in stone. Everybody thinks he's going to be the number one, which worries me. I was going to mention this because you know how Yarmo is, bro. He's like he's he's got his own fucking list. Okay, oh, no. he's got he's got everybody's list, and he's like, "Fuck that guy, and fuck that. I don't like that." <laughs> don't, I'm serious yeah, though. Know. You know he drafted Chinakov. They didn't know who the fuck that guy was. They had to go to break to find tape. He on didn't him. pick Jesse Pujarvi. He picked Pierre Luc Dubois. Like, there's things that he does that aren't, like, people aren't expecting what he does. And I'm just like, oh, my God, is he going to, like, if we win the lottery and, and Yarmo doesn't pick Connor Bedard, like, what do we do then? We, we, light, we, we, we switch light the teams. city on fire. We switch teams. We switch teams. <laughs> well, I don't I mean, even know if he would, if that's what would yeah. happen. But it's like no, but that that's, kind of thing yeah. has happened before where he's, like, he's not picking who you're thinking he's picking. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but. God so, damn it, Mr. Locke. Sorry to bring that, but I mean, okay, so let's move on past that. But okay, Connor Bedard, consensus number one, number one overall pick. Do you know? I've we've talked about him before on this podcast. Do you know who was currently beating him in total points in all of major junior hockey in Canada, in all of the CHL? So I know who you're talking about. I always forget his name, which maybe Marty remembers because he took a picture of the show sheet on the here's phone a, here's a fantastic ja <laughs> but or jd yeah, yeah. jordan dumay okay his name is and jordan he's a prospect dumay. of ours yeah we drafted him last year okay and he is currently lighting the chl up and theoretically i mean better than connor bedard and everybody's losing their minds about Connor. now granted uh dumay is obviously a year older because he was drafted a year in advance but still you know, we got we got the opportunity to get both of these guys on our squad. And right. Stanislav Svozel, one of the defensemen that we drafted, who had, who had an amazing World Junior tournament, is a teammate of Connor Bedard in the WHL. So, like, these guys have been playing together for already been playing together this entire year. Yeah. Can you say that name again? Which one? The last one. Stanislav Svozel. Say it one more time. Stanislav Svozel. Stanislav Svozel. Stanislav Svozel. (laughs) I did it three times. I'm not even going to try. But (laughs) it does. uh, So, you know, we're going to talk about the game, obviously, in Edmonton a little bit later in the show. But, I mean, this could be our McDavid and Dreisaitl. 
Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very, I mean, <laughs> that's hot. Yeah. Hot that's ice. hot as fuck. <laughs> wow. That was scorching, but I appreciate that thinking and that kind of, you know, discussion on this fucking podcast because that's what do you, you never know. Like, you just never know. That's the, they're, they're saying he's the best prospect since Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's important that you play, you really do have to like consider it a priority to place yourself in the best chance to to be able to draft that player. Absolutely, especially I mean obviously our our we had high hopes when we got Goudreau and uh well, Hell he did. <laughs> we, yes. I was like we Fuck! almost we, we, I was watching. Okay, we, okay <laughs> Ellie. She stepped yeah, right yeah. over the power cord and didn't unplug anything, so we're good. <laughs> but uh, anyway, obviously our, you know, we we had high, high expectations when uh <laughs> Goudreau was uh traded to the Blue Jackets, but signed he signed he it wasn't traded. Oh, that's true. Yeah, jeez. Wow. I st- still kind of blows my mind. Anyway, but uh look, we we weren't going to win the Stanley Cup. This is the year we're not going I mean, obviously we're not going to win the Stanley Cup. This is the year to be the worst team in the league. If you're going to be the worst team in the league, this is the year to do it. I love the enthusiasm, Frank. God damn it, I love it. So let me ask you guys this then real quick. Do you think us sucking this year is a result of this team sucking? Or do you think it's bad coaching? Like, Do you think any of this is on Brad Larson? Or do you think a little bit of both? Do you think the injuries have as much to do with it as people think they do? Let's talk about that. Give me your thoughts on some of those ideas. Mine will be quick. D, all of the above. I think it's a combination of literally everything. I don't think you can let anyone off the hook for having a season like this. Um, And that goes to the players, that goes to the coaches, that goes to the organization. I mean, it's just bad. I mean, and it's not one thing. I don't think injuries help, especially when you're trying to build chemistry with the best players on your team. And I mean, we didn't even have that for very long. Those guys are back now, though, and it still doesn't look great. Yeah, I mean, good Lord. It's To me, it's a mix of all of the things that we mentioned. But honestly, I do think more of it is on um, Brad Larson's shoulders than we talk about. I don't I don't think we talk about it enough. We have completely or, you know, another thing that I was thinking of before I get into that real quick. It could also be a direct result of us losing Brad Shaw as a defensive coach, because our defense is just so absolutely and completely lost and has no clue what's happening and I, I don't know how much of that is on Brad Larson or whoever however much of it is on the new defensive coach that we have I can't even remember his name right now but I mean we're not even attempting to like try to go get the puck when we're in our own zone when it's along the boards we're we're hanging out in the middle of the net or in the middle of the ice when somebody gets the puck we don't pressure them we don't go up to try to you know cause some pressure we're not forechecking we're not checking Appropriately, we just kind of like so we just kind of like you know glade up, blade up to them, just real slow, like with our stick out. Like, okay, I'm just I hope, gonna like I hope, I hope, stand I hope. here. Yeah, <laughs> wait, hope, please turn it over. We're not being aggressive in the defensive zone, and then once we get it, I literally laugh. I start laughing when we try to start getting the puck out of the zone. It's embarrassing how atrocious we are. We we pass it up the short wall. Sometimes every every time we try to chip it out of the zone, it never gets chipped out. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy's pinching on the board, keeping it in the zone. It's just embarrassing, and I'm. It's just like, oh my god, we need 
How is coaching yeah, so, going to change that? Well, it's so, this, they keep trying to do the same fucking things, getting the puck out of the zone. So here's they my... they got to fucking change the way they're doing that. Here's my issue, right? I mean, Marty, I, I agree, right? It's, it's a little bit of everything. The thing that bothers me the most, and I guess I would have to put it more to like more to blame on the coaching is uh this team has no identity no defense mm-hmm. identity no offense identity no mm-hmm. special teams identity every time they go out there and granite there's been a lot of injuries there's a lot of young people but i'm tired of using that excuse we use that excuse every fucking time we talk about this goddamn team every time we go watch this team it's like a pickup basketball game with new players and it's like when you're on a hockey team, you live with these guys. Like, there's just no identity, and that's what I think frustrates me the most about it. Frank, I think it, Frank, it, do you have a resume to be a coach? Because I'm I'm ready to run through a let's wall. Go! I'm ready to go. <laughs> my one of my other arguments is about uh, coaching is, and how how I place a lot more blame on the coaching is how bad the power play has been. When you have Patrick Liney and Johnny Gaudreau on your power play, and they've said the other day. Line A has one power play goal. Gaudreau has one power play goal. Yeah. Why Why is our power play strategy not to just throw the puck at Patrick Line, put him on the left circle, and let him shoot as hard as he mm-hmm. fucking can? Do you th- Every fucking time. Mm-hmm. Have you watched the Washington Capitals power play? Listen, yeah. Patrick Line is not Alex Ovechkin. Hell, even Buffalo now. Oh, my God. Tage Thompson is sitting over there one time and clap bombs all fucking day. Yeah. Clap bomb. <laughs> Line A is a fucking slap, has a slap shot from the gods. Larson, put him on the left circle and leave him there. Don't fucking put him on the right side. He keeps doing that. He's a right-handed shot. He's not going to be able to get a clapper off on the right side. Mm-hmm. He can get a good wrist shot off, and he's got an excellent wrist shot. But he has a slap shot that you, you have the opportunity to fucking use it, and we're not using it. Mm-hmm. And I just, that frustrates the hell out of me. Yeah. And I think a, an issue, too, is going back to the defense, right? I mean, we have no one at the point. Like, usually the defensemen are at the point controlling the puck and kind of moving it around. Who do we have to do that with, with Wierenski out? The, who's been up there is Adam Boquist, and he's fucking trash. You know who the <laughs> best person that we've had up there running the point? Don't say it. Nick Blankenberg. I, I thought you were going to say Pete. Dude, he's been... <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. this this is a good segue because let's stop shitting all over everybody. <laughs> we got a nice little round robin coming up, all right? Let's do a quick round robin around the room. Everybody give me a bright spot on this team this year. All right, rock, paper, scissors, see which way we go. Dibs. Okay, we're going to J-Mart first. <laughs> or Marty on the mic, who do you got? Give me a bright spot this year. All right, this is my bright spot is... I've been going to a few games. We've all been to games, and people are showing out for a team that we just talked about how terrible they are. They're coming to these games to see the Blue Jackets when they're at their absolute worst. And so the bright spot for me is this fan base continues to build. And I think it was Mr. Locon. Maybe I can't remember who I talked to this about this. This is the time period where the kids – who learned what the Blue Jackets were when they came into the league are now adults who are, are now investing into the people making or, podcasts about yeah, the exactly, fucking team. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and the bright spot is we're in a really cool time as a fan base of where this team is and what it's going to become. It keeps growing, and it's so fun to see 
the average fan showing up to these games. It's not just diehard hockey people. It's people who are fans of Columbus and the Blue Jackets. It's wonderful. Oh, man, you're going to make me cry. That was fantastic. And, you know, they mentioned it on the San Jose broadcast the other night when we were, you know, when we had San Jose in the building. Uh, they mentioned on their on their broadcast how nice it was to see, you know, the fans showing up to watch the worst team in the league. And then we won, and it made it, it, made it a fun night, you know. It was a really good game and uh, a great comeback. And, you know, I think San Jose was impressed with that. So, yeah, Frank, give me a bright spot. I mean, I guess that that was a good one, Jay Mar- or Marty. Are you about uh, to just go the opposite? <laughs> I mean, like he set that up just to yeah. shut me down. Yeah, cheap tickets. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, I honestly, I think uh, I know we've kind of shit on a lot of guys, but um, you know, some of these young guys are really getting a chance to you know make their mark or really get playing time, and they, you know, I mean, it's it's a good way for the coaching staff and the organization to see if they're cut out for the team. So, I mean, it's a good way to kind of see if we can build on some of these guys or we have to get rid of them. Yeah. That's like, to me, that's like good and could be bad news because of a couple of, you know, guys that you might think about, like, I mean, Cole Sillinger, you know, you're, you're (laughs) like, right. I mean, the season he's, he's had, and you got to feel sorry for the kid. He's only 19, but you know, he looks like he doesn't really know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a little alarming. It's a little concerning to me. But at the same time, you got to just kind of take a step back and try to remind yourself how young he is. So it's like, it, there's like a silver lining maybe with yeah. that. But, you know, it could also be like, we might be finding out some things about these young guys that I guess could be good news because now we might know what kinds of players they are, but they might not be as good as we it's thought true. they were. Maybe. Who knows? And that's a good point. I mean, we we always kind of forget the fact how young this team is overall from top to bottom. I mean, it's a young team. I mean, there's going to be growing. Second youngest in the league. Yeah. Who's the first? I don't... Buffalo. Oh, Jesus and Christ. And they're good as fuck yeah. this year. Mm. Yeah. God damn That's it. what gives me hope, yeah. though. It's like, you <laughs> but remember they, Buffalo, sucked you remember for Buffalo years. the past yeah. 10 years has been, been the worst. Been what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think that is... Maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Joey said we need an identity. If I'm looking at the Blue Jackets, that is it. We're young and don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> we're the young ident- and stupid. And and uh, and, uh, and not to go back to the coaching thing, but that is... It's either you build an identity and you fit players into what that identity is, or you need someone who's really good at looking at all that talent and saying, this is the new identity and we're building over these young players. So... I think it is a bright spot. The The piece that's missing is how does it all come together? Come together. They are fun to watch, though. All right, Ooh. my bright spot is the play of Boone Jenner. You know, he was playing exceptionally well. Mm. Pull up his stats real quick. Uh, he was playing exceptionally well before he got injured. And, you know, he helped the cause. He helped the tank, dude. He broke his, like, what? He broke his finger? Is that what he did? And then so he went and got surgery on his finger in the nhl in the middle of the season guys don't do that if that was the playoffs you know we're in game five of the of the first or second round jenner's not going to get surgery on a broken finger you know what i mean like he's kind of like playing his role he know i think they know what's going on the team is they are actively doing some things to kind of you know listen people getting injured you know like blankenberg out jenner out but for a broken finger right 
they're like Zach Warinsky, just take the year off, bro. <laughs> yeah, You're like you know, it's cool. We don't no rush. Come back you know, next take your year. time. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So thirteen goals, eleven assists, playing well, and he's by far our best faceoff guy, especially before he got injured. Boy, he, and he can win pucks on the board. Yeah, and he's he's our captain. You know, he's keeping. You know, I just. Nobody on the squad to me yet has seemed visibly frustrated or like angry. Nobody's like pissed off mm-hmm. about what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Do you know? Like, yeah, sometimes that might be a good thing. But, Leadership. But, but overall, like your overall mindset about your life and your job, if you have a positive mindset about that idea, then like, I think that's a good thing. You might need to be pissed off when you're on the ice, but like once you're off the ice, it's like you really do need to be able to like have a positive mindset about what you're. And I think these guys do, and that's what is like kind of reassuring to me. And I think that's one thing that Jenner has done incredibly well is help keep this team together in some way. Absolutely right. I mean, you kind of look at the. I mean, the season, the season's over. I mean, we've known it for a while, right? I mean, it's not gonna. I mean, even if we won 15 games in a row, it's still over. Like, <laughs> We'd have to win the yeah, rest of the goddamn exactly game. Exactly. Like, to maybe hey, have a... Yeah. Jordan Bennington, you know? it's <laughs> It can be done. That's true. Like, they were... I don't know if they were <laughs> this we get far into, behind in last place, but the Blues were in last place. Do you want to get into goaltending <laughs> since you just said that? Oh, God. Okay, why'd you do that? That is Wait, next. I, have, I have something to say about yeah, Boone. Yeah. Uh, when I watch these games... Boone is the most consistent hockey player on the Blue Jackets squad. Game in, game so out, true. you know what you're getting out of Boone Jenner. Um, it's not the best, f- most flashy game that will be a show every single time, but it'll be consistent. He'll play physical. He's going to skate hard. He's going to do everything you ask of him. The next closest to that is probably Johnny. Gaudreau, I see him consistently playing at the same level, doing the same things, game in and game out. After that, I don't know if I can name anybody else in that same category. I'm not saying I'm not putting line eight anywhere near that category. Oh no, no. like consistency, no, no way. Yeah. So as a bright spot, that's what I see when I look at Boone Jenner is like the one thing that's consistent about this team while all this other chaos is happening. That is kind of right leading into another great subject I think we can talk about is the play of Patrick Laine since he's came back. You know, he's been injured as well, but uh, had a power play goal the other night. Um, He's he's got his shot. It's it's looking okay, but man, he just he's just so inconsistent like you were like you were alluding to uh, Marty on the mic. It's like after Johnny and Boone, Patrick Laine should you would like that's what you want is you want to say the next one is Patrick Laine. He's one of your superstars. I mean, you know, he's got to be one of the best players on your team yeah. every single night. Yep. And he's he's just not. He's he turns the puck over a lot and then all the time he tries to like do everything himself skate too. Skate through to, five guys. Tries to skate through five and dangle around all of them and he uses the same move every time. <laughs> I, d- like, I don't know if this is just move. me, but 
when he does some of that stuff, it feels, I don't know if it's because he's big or slow or what, but it feels like he's just being real lazy yeah, re- and yeah, slow. Yeah, real, like, real loosey-goosey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's not like I'm trying so hard and then it like falls apart. That's why I see in Ken Johnson like a little like bit, right? He's like around. so hectic and then he just can't even move his feet anymore because he's so off balance of of trying to skate around. But Line is just like, and then it's gone. And then you're like, what the hell was that, dude? <laughs> there goes the puck. And it's gone. Yeah. He's um, uh, he's bad. I I have an interesting stat though about Line. Yeah. he leads the Blue Jackets in goals scored this year at fourteen uh, after missing fifteen games in the year. I don't know if that's a good thing about Line or a bad thing about the rest of the team scoring goals. I think goals. it's both. It's yeah. it's a tribute to how good of a shot he has. You know, he's got an elite shot. Everybody knows it. He knows it. Um. But it's also bad news. It also, you know, it reigns true on how just how bad the Blue Jackets have been this year. But who's next? Johnny is right behind him. Thirteen. Boone. Boone. Yeah. Boone eleven or thirteen. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, Jenner and Gaudreau are tied at thirteen. Johnny has like thirty three assists too, right? Or twenty eight. Johnny has thirty three assists, forty six points. He's by wow. far got the most points on the team. He's actually had yeah. a pretty good year, you know. He's on for about a point a game around there, and you know, for a guy that you yeah, that who's supposed to be a superstar on your squad, that's the kind of stuff you're looking for. What you got over there, Frank? I was gonna say just going over to the overall points. It is kind of crazy. Goudreau has 46. Our next highest line eight, line 28. Eight. Yeah, he's he's got he you know he's producing at a much higher level than everybody else. Um, Real quick to the average fan, because I also hear this. Uh, I guess Johnny Hockey wasn't as good as oh. the, we thought he was going to be. Uh, that's pretty good still. <laughs> Come yeah. on. He's, he's our good. all-star. He is who we thought he was. <laughs> he is who we thought he was. <laughs> the man. Yeah, he's made the all-star squad. He's got over 40 points. Um, it's not a tribute at all in, in any way to the way he's been playing this year. He's looked pretty good. He looked real good against Calgary the other night. Had a breakaway penalty shot. Had another breakaway uh, down the left side and tried a weird slap shot that I didn't really understand. But I mean, he's he's looking fast and he's looking good. Yeah, it was good to see that uh, the Jackets kind of turn that game around and make it a game too. By the way, yeah, uh, down two nothing. I go to sleep literally, you know, five minutes later. Turn my phone on and it was two to two. Dude. I was like, two power play goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marchenko and Lyonet both from Johnny Gaudreau. Like okay, awesome. Oh yeah, and then I got had to get back up to watch the yeah, rest of the right. games. Like, fuck. The point being, <laughs> Johnny point. Johnny's still the future average fan. Keep watching this guy. He's oh, good. he's. I mean, he's a game changer. I, I think we should get into what uh, the other piece that should be consistent, which is absolutely abysmal, which is goaltending. Goaltending. Oh my God! Don't get me started. We always. You guys know I'm a, a sucker for some goaltending talk, but dude. Elvis is just a shell of his former self. I mean, he's not even he's not even he's not even a goalie, bro. I mean, I don't even know what you <laughs> Frank, you come in here and you ask me the question, right? You you got me all fired up. You're yeah. like, "Do you think So we'll pose this question to the pod and we'll pose it to our listeners as well. Do you think Elvis Merzlikens' contract is a good thing right now? Like, mm-hmm. are we con- are we questioning just even having this man on our squad anymore, right? Like, is he the kind of piece that you move at the trade deadline? I, I don't know, but do you think his contract is a problem? My answer right now is no. 
And I'm going to mm. say no because Corpusalo is going to be a free agent next year. So he's he's probably just based on contract situation alone. Like the situation is what it is. We've already got Elvis signed for, I believe, another three years. Yep. Corpusalo is a free agent after this season. Mm-hmm. Just by the sheer thought process of this, we're probably not going to re-sign Corpusalo. Mm-hmm. If we can move him at the deadline, get something for him, that might be an excellent thing to try to do. I really don't know who would want to take him or what kind of market or what kind of value he would bring, but if you could... That'd be okay. Or just not re-sign him in the offseason because then you just bring up Tarasov next year and just have him in the NHL. You could start him and just have Elvis back him up mm-hmm. if he's going to play as bad as he continues Sporadic, to play. Yeah. You know? yeah, you'll still be locked on his contract, but you'll have the opportunity to actually start playing Daniel Tarasov because you won't be tied up with two, two, two goals. other goalies. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So to me, I'm not horribly... You know, upset about it right now. I and the other thing is, he's had such a bad season that to me, it's it's like it doesn't even, it just can't even be analyzed. It's it's beyond <laughs> analysis. The you know, black hole. It's such a it's such a one off. I'm hoping. You know, I'm hoping it's such a one off. Einstein can't even figure this. I just, shit I really out. wish I could like like I'm picturing a little like little cloud in the sky and we're flashing back to the first pod and Logan goes <laughs> he's going to win the best <laughs> I just mean he no. his his game is so out of whack that you've got to think that he's going to be able to to right the ship at some point you know it's and it's going to be in the off season because honest to god I think his mind is all fucked up right now mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on I, I can't speak for him I have no idea but he has he has lost all confidence in himself, and he's he's just he's not okay with his ability right now. He didn't play the other night because he had an illness after a horrible loss, and it was you know. And I, I give the illness the quotation marks here. Maybe he was sick. Okay, maybe he was sick, but for one game after you just had a game, like what what's going on, man? Are you like, you know, is he just? He's saying maybe I need to take a break or maybe take a step back or something. I don't know, man. But you yeah. know what I'd really want to know to that point is what do the other players on the Blue Jackets team think of Elvis as just as a person, like as a player, but also as a per like I wish I could be in that locker room where there's no media and understand what that is because i always felt like when elvis came on the ice the team was behind this kid he was up and coming people loved him people were going crazy he was this superstar that was coming for the blue jackets yeah and then that feeling just went away and i I realize all like the internal stuff probably is happening for him but i wonder what like the dynamic with the other team his teammates are. I, I like, think it's still positive. I, I really don't think I that's so. I don't think that's an issue um as much. I mean it's a good it's a good thought because you're right. I mean you saw when he first was coming up, I mean the team from we top used to, to bottom, talk about it. Yeah, we used yeah, to talk exactly about it on, on this pod. podcast. It was we called it the Elvis effect. Exactly. And we talked about how different they played in front of Elvis versus Corpusalo because it was a one eighty a couple years ago. You know, they were showing up and they just had a different juice about him when Elvis was on the ice. Yeah, Elvis and, juice. And Shout I think, out. <laughs> nice. That sounds good right about now. <laughs> um, yeah, let's go get some Elvis juices. Go get a couple beers after the pot. Why not? Let's do it. Um, but I, it's not just Elvis, right? It's not just the goaltending. I know we we 
joke and kid around. And it's, I mean, he's been terrible. It's been awful. But going full circle, and you mentioned positivity, if he's going to have a shit year, this is the year to do it. Because it's not just him. Our defense is awful. We can't clear the puck out of the zone. Granted, oh my God. I mean, there's something. Elvis is, every time we watch him, he's out of position. He's sporadic. But to your point, He's not going to change that this year, but I, I still that, believe I don't know him. if he'll ever change that. That's just the way he plays. You know, that's kind of like you have to figure out a way to coach that into making sure he's in the right position at the right time. I, I, I don't know. I, if I if it was me, that's the other thing is it could be ever since we lost our goaltending coach when Sergei Bobrovsky left and we brought in Manny Legacy, our goaltending hasn't been that good. Maybe it's a goaltending coach thing. You know, maybe he's not getting the good the, as quality coaching as he used to, or something. I have no idea. That's a you know, I'm just throwing that out there. But fundamentally, he has completely lost the reins on mm-hmm. his ability to just and he knows be it. in a good position. You know, and he knows it. He knows he's off. I, I think. I he think he talks about it all the time when somebody asks him. He's like, yeah. I know I suck. Like <laughs> if it was me, I'd boo me too or something. He was always saying stuff like Shocker, that. Shocker, we have an interview. Elvis, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> How's it going, my friend? I have the Latvian accent. This that was terrible. I, sh- <laughs> I gotta stop. Before I offend everybody in Latvia. We didn't rehearse it sounded, that. It sounded Mexican too. Like I can't that was that was horrible. Oh, that I was amazing. That made my day. Thank you. Let's move on down the list of the players Moving we got on. here. Let's go. Let's talk about some Kirill the Thrill Marchenko, you know? Uh, had we a power play goal that. the other night. Huh? We, can't, we can't call him that. That's true. Mm. They called it. They said that about it, or they called him that on the broadcast the other night. And I remember thinking about. it. I was like, they already have a Kirill the Thrill in Minnesota. We have to think of something else. So people, we have to think of another Kirill nickname. Mm-hmm. The real deal, Kirill. Ooh, okay. I that's, like that. I like Throwing it. it out. That's that's option one. Real deal, Kirill. Okay, we're sticking with it. Yeah. Let's roll with it. Let's do it. Power play goal the other night. Ten goals. On the season, no assists. What does that tell you about Karel Marchenko's game? Well, someone has to score. I fucking love it, right? <laughs> Just shoot the puck. He's shooting. He's not passing. Yeah. That's the kind of mentality some of these other guys need to fucking have, okay? One of them be- being Patrick Liney, I think. He's just got to fucking shoot the puck, okay? Yeah, that's that's his identity. Shoot Marchenko, the puck. Marchenko, 10 goals, zero assists. I love you, dude. Keep it up. Uh, Sillinger. We kind of brought Oof. it up. What can we say about Cole Sillinger? Sophomore, sophomore slump. Slump. Yeah. You know, he, he got that new girlfriend, so it's... <laughs> Dude, seriously, <laughs> is this a problem? I don't know. I hope not. No, I don't think <laughs> it is. I, I mean, he's ni- They're 19 years old. Do you remember being the 19? shit you did when you were 19? The ki- types of like relationships you had? Honestly, like, I from what I know about Cole Sillinger, he's probably a better person at 19 than I was. So I we can I, only he, hope. Yeah, yeah. But but, but I, I mean, know. it's probably it's still though. I I'm not saying they're bad yeah. people. I'm just saying they're young and they I don't know, know, know everything yet. You know. Yeah. But yeah, neither do we. I'm not saying we do. Like he seems so to still have a good like head on his shoulder from the hockey standpoint. Like how he addresses his game, how he knows he's still like. He's not. He wasn't even the guy going into this season. He's like, I have to still earn that. Oh, it was like the mentality he had going into that. And we took that and we said, we hope that the, it skyrockets you. Well, that doesn't always happen, and things don't always go your way. The sophomore slump is like figuring out how to deal with 
hard better, right? Like it's very hard for him to do the simplest things right now. But I think the that his mentality on the game is still good. That he's gonna end up being like a, a like a not a, maybe a Boone Jenner type of a player where he's gonna be someone consistent that's gonna continue to build. Maybe not be this crazy yeah. all star. We would hope so. But um, I I see him as you know this is bad. This is a bad year. But I still have faith. And in um, well um. The guy in New Jersey, Jack, it's Jack Hughes, right? Is that that's one? Yeah, that's the there young, is a Jack Hughes. That's the <laughs> the young one, right? The, uh, the yeah, they number one pick a few years ago. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's a young kid, yeah. So they uh, actually, I was watching the um, ESPN, whatever the um, NHL show is, the point or something like that. But they did like an E60 thing, and it was all about Jack Hughes, and they were talking about, you know, he's the next. Um, Wayne Gretzky, you know, he comes in the season, his first year, he got his shit waxed. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of what's happening to Cole Sillinger. Yeah. His first year, honestly, did, I would say, 50 times better than anyone would have expected. So I'm just, I'm thinking this is, a, it's a wake-up call for him, and then, you know, we'll see next year if he can respond. Yeah, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. There's a few guys on New Jersey squad that are like that. You know, they've had number one pick a couple of times here recently, or or a really high pick, and yeah, some of those guys are, are really starting to turn out. They're a squad now, and oh, yeah. that's what gives me hope. You know, maybe that'll happen here in the next five to ten years. We'll be back at some point, but... Um, so speaking yeah. of a squad... Do we want to talk about the game tonight a little bit? Oh, God, do we? Okay, yeah, we are in Edmonton tonight, and we were talking about, so I think we were talking about, what is it, minus 190 for Connor McDavid to score a goal? I think you saw. Betting odds, let's pull it up, probably changed. So 190, and remind all of our non-betting folks, Frank, what that means, minus 190. So if you want to win $100 on the bet, you would have to bet 190 to Holy win 100 cow. So you're telling me the odds are like really good. Really good that score. he's going to score a goal because usually they're around. Like, I'm going to bet my house on it. I'm literally like if I was betting man, if I was a gambling man. <laughs> if you I had would, a house. If I had, yeah, if I had a house, <laughs> if I had any money at all, I would bet it on Connor McDavid scoring a goal. And I would be curious to see what the odds are of him scoring a hat trick. And I'd probably do that as well. I don't know about I think every we looked I before was like plus nine hundred or plus a thousand for So him you to bet a hundred bucks, you score you win a thousand bucks. Yeah. That's a fucking that's a bet that I would ride with tonight. Like if I Wait. was a gambling man, you know? Interesting though is yeah. the top players just do an anytime score, the top three are all not blue jackets players. So <laughs> the chances of all of them scoring a goal is pretty high. Which mean they could take a goal away from Connor McDavid. That's very true. Well, they or, might score eight or goals tonight. Score though. 10, 15 goals. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this kind of reminds me of the Buffalo game. Buffalo we game all where it was literally what, like six to nothing at the end of the first period. Yeah, Tage Thompson had four goals. Oh, in look, the first. all I'm saying is, this you got to take the opportunity, everybody, win if, some money. Well, I just mean you, this is this, <laughs> this is, is a fun game to watch. I always like watching them play Edmonton. Okay. This is the couple times a year we actually get the opportunity to watch Connor McDavid because we don't really get the opportunity to do it every That's night right. because he plays in Edmonton. Okay, it's just really far away. It's in you know it's obviously in Canada. They don't we don't really get a lot of their broadcasting mm-hmm. stuff down here unless you have ESPN Plus and you're watching Edmonton at fucking ten o'clock yeah. at night every night. You know, and we're not all doing which that good anymore. for you. Yeah, if you are, hey, good for you. I used to work third shift actually, so I did used to get to watch a lot of Connor McDavid. Used to love it. Anyway. The man's a 
a, a fucking once in a lifetime. Uh, once in a lifetime player. He's got Spectacle. forty goals and forty eight assists. That's it. He's That's got eighty eight points or eighty four points or something stupid. In oh, how many games have they played? Forty five. 46? If you added 50 maybe? You would have to add three or three top players just to get to 80 points. This what he's <laughs> doing and people talk about it all the time. They're like people say, is he the best is he like better than everybody else the most? <laughs> and com- and compared to like all like in the NBA, like who's the best player in the NBA? I literally don't even know. That's a good question. Probably Nikola Jokic, I would say now. Is yeah. he is he better than the next guy as much as Connor McDavid is better than the next guy in the NHL? Because to me, it's <laughs> the answer I think is the no. answer is yeah. not as easy as to, you think. To me, the answer is Connor McDavid is the best player in his league by like some astronomical, you know, anomaly that I can't even think of right now. Mm-hmm. It just is. Yeah, I would because you kind of obviously like you don't count like the. I mean, you're putting like Crosby and Ovechkin. That's a different generation, right? I mean, no, no. I'm saying, saying he is thousands and thousands of times better than them at hot. No, I disagree with hot that. Ice. that. How 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 can you not think thousands that? of times better? <laughs> yes, than Alex than Ovechkin. Yes, thousand times better. Yes. <laughs> I mean, okay, a I, million I, so, times better. I'm gonna raise the stakes. Like, I see your thousand. What about I a billion? It. No. Wait, um, I, I had to look so, it up. I had to look it up. So he's got 40 goals in 48 games, 48 assists in 48 games. So he gets an assist every game and scores and goal way more often yeah. than not. No, look, I'm not, that's crazy. He he's the best player in the NHL. He is the best <laughs> player in the NHL. Yeah, I yes. just think you. Got a little no, crazy. With I did get carried times. away. He's by far and away the best player in the NHL. Like it's yeah, I I agree, but that's all. I guess that's okay. all I'm trying to say. Okay. I'm not trying all to right, say well, he's literally like if you could measure how much better he is <laughs> than Sidney Crosby, it's probably not actually a thousand times. I just wanted okay, that's <laughs> some clarify. Boom, Boom, wow, but should be uh, if we can keep it within two goals, that's a win for the Jackets tonight. Absolutely. Uh, man, I've always wanted to follow them out there on that Western Canada road trip, cool. especially now because you got Seattle in there. So they go, you know, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, and Seattle. How fucking awesome would it be to follow them to? I would probably stop in the uh, after the you know the Western Canada trip mm-hmm. and just stay in Canada for maybe a week or so after it, and just go skiing for a week somewhere, whichever be awesome. town they yeah. end up lasting. Just Banff, that would be awesome. <laughs> anyway. That's all I That's got, it? boys. Is that it? What else? Anything? Uh, Are we signing off? The yeah. tank is alive. Let's the sign tank off. is alive. Yeah. Go Jackets. Uh, let's keep up the losing in style. Losing in style. Losing Hashtag. In style. Hashtag losing in style. See you guys later. Have a good one. See y'all. Bye. Peace. We are the Man in the Cannon podcast, and we are bringing you the CBJ forecast. You never know what we're talking about, but we're the best fucking podcast around. The CBJ news and unprofessional views will certainly satisfy your Blue Jackets podcast fix. Yeah!